seconds, No seconds. another episode welcome to episode negative 20 of, Holy uh, fuck. no our fucking no 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 car don't play oh god <laughs> that that's twice now that we yeah why that okay why is it never happened before it's because right now it's it happened well twice. it's because we, we we queue it now and it just sort of automatically went to yeah so at least this time we noticed as it started and not like yeah four minutes in um, hands off the mouse Back away just, slowly. Yeah. Back off, get your own mouse. Um, yeah, so welcome to episode negative 20 of which, Unfurled, which, which is... Uh, means this is our 50th episode. Uh, back from hiatus, yeah. Yeah, we've we've actually done 50 of these damn things. That's uh, actually... Whew. I say it feels more like 49. <laughs> what, well, what episode did we come back on? Negative 70. I thought it was like negative 74 or something. No, don't throw off my counts. I have um, to go look. But, uh, 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 but yeah, we uh, we're we're back with yet another episode. It is uh, currently Thursday, the twentieth of October. I am Tal. I'm Vox. We are okay, actually going to yeah. murder you in your sleep. We're, we're actually going to find uh, ourselves a nice coven. Uh, who needs a goat sacrifice? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm a wizard. I'm a straight up wizard cow. <laughs> yeah, seventy. Uh, oh my god, we did start on seventy. Jesus. So we're, yeah, we're at fifty. This is our fiftieth. Introduce yourself, from- Jesus. That's straight up fucked, Adam. Straight up fucked. That's Adam. <laughs> That's Adam. No. Um, no. No, it's not. So interesting times have been had this week. I will apologize. In advance, if I seem kind of extra tired or not as energetic in general as I would normally seem while doing this uh, delightful podcast. <laughs> That's okay. You've been hopped up on drugs. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, my mic is doing the thing again. Quick, um, somebody mentioned something controversial. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> see, I went and uh, on uh, just uh, this would have been saturday uh i was putting on my socks and uh i fucked my back (laughs) like hard like i couldn't walk uh i actually had to uh get my uh delightful boyfriend who cared more for me than he probably needed to uh to run to the drugstore and get me all of the drugs and then it still hadn't gone away by monday and uh so the doctor i'm uh scheduled for like an mri and physiotherapy and i've been given percocet and yeah it's a whole thing so i'm pretty high 
right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll the, call it. Codeine will do that to you. That's for well, sure. Well, it's not even codeine. It's Percocet. So oxycodone in small doses. Sorry, oxycodone. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, so yeah, I'm not moving as much as I should be. I feel really tired, and my brain doesn't brain. <laughs> so so if he stops talking, we didn't actually kill him. He just I yeah, zoned out. I just sort of forgot what I was doing, and uh, we didn't get tired of his rants and give him a lobotomy. That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I third okay. It's funny too because like when I when I told like I told my boss and all that that I am on Percocet, so I'm going to be a little useless at work and stuff. And uh, uh, he was sitting there. He's like, "Are are you sure you're good to like come in? Because you know I've had Percocet before and." Uh, for real the cup in in my shelf it'll move don't you worry oh no it'll stay there so for those not watching the stream vox just put a cup in my fucking bookshelf uh anyway uh (laughs) so my boss uh he was like i've taken percocet before and this that that shit'll fuck you up and i even know a few people who take percocet or not do but did take percocet recreationally for a while they're (laughs) like man you got the good stuff and I take it now, and I'm like, I just feel tired and kind of dumb. Dopey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like the way I described it to most people was, uh, it's kind of like, you know that moment when you first wake up in the morning and you kind of forgot how to exist? That, that's sort of what it's like. You know, you walk out into the kitchen, you're like rubbing the fucking sleep out of your eyes, and you're staring at your coffee machine going like, what the, what the, how the, what does this do again? Oh, God. It's that moment, just yeah. forever, for hours. <laughs> you'll walk into the bathroom, you'll stare at the sink for a couple seconds, trying to remember how water works. You know, I just feel just stupid tired. Like I just woke up from like three hours of sleep and my brain isn't turning on. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's the same stuff they put me on when I had my kidney stone. And uh, I can tell you, trying to play games with that on was not, not a good idea. A number I can... of times of realizing I've been running into a wall for a couple of minutes. well see i never it's not like that to me like i don't completely zone out i'll just like i'll get to a point in a game where i gotta like jump over the thing and it's like a puzzle and i'll have to stare at it for like 10 seconds going how the fuck does this work again i forget how to game (laughs) yeah uh so it's just uh yeah it's uh not a good time and i hope i'm not on it for very long (laughs) it's a very good time yeah one or the other yeah one of the two yeah um but I guess we'll find out in a few weeks when uh, I can't remember the majority of this month. But, <laughs> you know, that'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be good. a good time. So, as you've probably noticed, we are down a uh, a ferret today. Yep. And uh, we're just trading off now. There's only ever going to be three of us here, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing about having four permanent members to the cast, though, is that... Oh, excuse me. Jesus. Uh, is that... Uh, you know, we can afford to lose a person and just keep going. Yeah. And we, we, I remember us when we were three and we tried to do a couple of two person. Two person. And just, oh, God. It's, it's so not quite the four joy. It's so bad with only two people. It's basically like, you know, if it was like me and you, it's like me going, this happened. And you go, yep, that happened. And I go. Discussion over. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there, there isn't enough of a, like different opinions to actually discuss or talk about anything it's just like i think this and since like most of the time 
it you know again like you're going for to you know vox and i we've known each other for so long we both know exactly what the other person's thinking <laughs> like, yes so i don't know you 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 get some good rants going on there buddy i can if you bring up the right topic if you push the button yeah well the problem is like when you get into people saying like oh you should do a rant on this i'm like i can't just like fucking conjure it like <laughs> it, it just can't? comes out no it, it just it happens it comes out it's one of the it's like walking up to a comedian and being like tell a f- say something funny. funny and it's like i it doesn't work that way there's a whole like setup and you know like that's some emotional investment yeah that's that's kind of what happened when i met uh when i met uh billy west and john dimaggio Oh, yeah? Yeah, when I met them, everyone was like, say something funny as Fry or say something funny as Bender. And he would just, like, Billy West would just say the tagline of, he would say it in Fry's voice, but he would just say, like, like well, you see, we have a lot of writers that... That, that tell <laughs> that us funny us things to, yeah that write jokes for us and funny things for us to say in our funny voices but we just kind of animate them and he yeah. just did said that like explanation as fry which is amazing <laughs> but like he didn't really know like it's just like i'm sorry yeah, but. like that's the thing about like you know it's the same thing with like the ranting and stuff like a lot of it is kind of situational because it makes no sense to just go off on a fucking random tangent someone just says like oh election go and i'm like i i did hate things uh <laughs> you know it it doesn't work like you can't just i i still think it's kind of like an like a i don't know like an animalistic feeling though yeah where like somebody like you know says that thing and you're just like oh that thing <laughs> triggered I didn't want to even go there because you fucking. Uh, I, I we I we do really need like the towel triggered warning light. We do. We need like an overlay that we can just start flashing around the screen as we stream or something. Get a little siren going. Off. Yeah. It, well, like I said, it needs to be on a slider so that you can slowly turn it up. <laughs> just slowly fade it in, make it more extreme. Now, triggering intensifies. The the only reason I accept triggering, the only reason I accept that thing, because A, because it's funny when you use it for other things. And recently, people have been using, you know, the, the dopey battle droids from Star Wars? Yep. yep. Yeah. So they've... Some brilliant person has now replaced Triggered with Rogered. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just like the battle droid and he's like shaking and it's like Rogering intensive. <laughs> and it's possibly the fucking funniest thing. Oh, and, that is amazing. And you got pictures now like Mr. Roger Rogers neighborhood and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was a very short stint like it, oh my god it like exploded onto the internet and then just was like and slowly faded away and just faded away but i i really hope it gains momentum and takes over that whole thing yeah because it's just like people are still making like jimmy wrestling memes and like different little blurbs on them you know like in the deep recesses of space, the Jimmy's rustle softly, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. Like that shit is never not funny. I don't know. I, I can honestly say. I don't know. I, I actually, I, I find a lot of like old school language really funny. Uh, I like, do. Like yeah. calling people a rube. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Now you're to on me. the trolley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you're cooking with gas. You know, all, all all those like old turns of phrase are fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get your trousers in a bunch or whatever. <laughs> Don't get your knickers in a twist. Yeah. Uh but yeah. On a completely different topic though, I did want to bring up the announcement that Nintendo made that was just today, wasn't yesterday. it? Yeah, it was yesterday, yesterday at 10 p.m. and or 10 a.m. Uh, so there's a new Nintendo console. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch. The NX has finally been revealed, and uh, and know. it's not actually an NX. It's the Switch. Yep. They changed the name on us, kind of like how it went. Well, no, the NX was always its working name, just like uh, it used to be Project Dolphin. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to bring up Project Dolphin, which was the GameCube. Uh, yeah, GameCube. Yep. Project Natal, which ended up being the, the Connect. Connect? Yep. Oh, the yeah. Whole, yeah, right. for when yeah. the Xbox came out with that new peripheral. and It's the same thing Intel does with all, like, Skylake, Sandy Bridge, Ivy, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's the name they use internally until yeah. it actually gets released. Because um, uh, projects need names. It can't just be Project 543. It would just get you, so boring. It would get boring. Well, and it's better that they give you just Project like Project Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no, on, honestly though, I think, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta imagine that uh, they have no idea. They just, again, like a project needs a name. So they're just like, you want to just come up with something. And if it happens to be the working title later, it is. But for right now, it's just a work in progress. So who the hell cares what yeah, you call well, it? Well, right? it, it probably, half the projects are probably named after like, I don't know, some bullshit that the original sketch artist called yeah. the fucking file. Completely as he, you know, random. You know, just, and it just sort of, you know, the, that was the file name it was called. And then just around the office, people just started picking it up yeah, and calling it that because that's what the file was named. And then it turned into that sort of thing. Um, but, oh my God, my mic keeps doing that fucking thing. Anyway. That's yeah, a bitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks pretty cool. I, I I like the idea of making it fully portable. It it's it's neat to me, but it's one of those things where I see it and I'm like, I I'm, I look at it and I'm like, but is this is this actually a TV console? Like, I feel like it would be the same as if they made like a really really powerful DS and then just gave it a fucking docking station kind of thing. I feel like it's more handheld than it is actual. TV console. But maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah. Well, and not, not that I'm saying that's a problem. It's just And I'm I'm reserving judgment for that until I until I see it. One thing Nintendo's always been good for is using less power but still getting the beauty out of a game. Yeah, well, th that's one of the things that I've always liked Nintendo for uh because Nintendo uh, has always been a lot of gameplay first yes and graphics later that's yeah. always what they've been about and it's something i really agree with with games almost all of my most favorite games are like low poly indie fucking eight bit, eight -bit shit. retro yeah so it, like i mean in in most of the games that i really 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 like can be played on a fucking atom like you know, an Intel Atom Don't play that integrated one. graphics bullshit. Like you know that and World of Warcraft, which you can play on a fucking four eighty six. So it, like <laughs> you know, you, you don't need the, the fucking PlayStation cell processing. Blah blah. You, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't. I mean, 
to the point there there is a point for going for the extreme end of graphical fidelity that we we can yeah. do yeah but if you're going to do that it needs to be for a specific reason yeah not just let's make this game as pretty as possible yeah like i can understand pushing the envelope as far as graphics go for things like vr yeah uh, that's uh definitely a thing but if you're making fucking mario kart mario kart does not need to be no. 4k hd but those <laughs> but those games aren't ever like the reason they do it for those other games is just because it puts you more they're more like a single player intensive experience right it's more yeah. an experience right yeah, so yeah. they're not going to make it like they don't whereas something like where something like Zelda and Mario and and things yeah. like that give you that beautiful, warm, fuzzy feeling yeah. of that new game and the Fucking, story um, and the, like, it's more driven that, that way, where the rest of it is more of a different type of experience, yeah. I find. Well, like, the, look at the game where the where uh, Toon Link came from. What was that? That's uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker, yeah. yeah. Um, a complete step technically backwards Yeah. In as far as the game was designed. and. When it first came out, it was a massive disappointment for yeah, people. But looking back on it, but it, now it's so stylistic, it's iconic. It, well, it's beautiful, and you can go back and play that game. That game's like what, fucking like ten years old now, or something. Oh god, it was uh, it, old as fuck yeah, anyway, as fuck. and it's aged extremely well. Yeah, and it's because the graphics are not uh, the graphics were used stylistically and not technologically. Yeah, yeah. So um, the game doesn't look different. old. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. Uh, I've always liked Nintendo for doing that because it means that they make fun games. Mm -hmm. and um, that's why the Wii and the Wii U were as, as successful as they were. Yeah. I mean, they've always targeted, you know, getting people around and playing together, having fun. Yeah. And not, hey, look at all the cool games we've got. Yeah. And th that was actually one thing uh, that I really liked about this was the whole, like, you can pull the controllers off and, and, like, and, and now it's and, two controllers yeah. kind of thing, two little mini ones. And, like, that's the thing is, like, that is something I think that I don't necessarily think that we're going to see more, but I think that we need more is the mm -hmm. social gaming, like, in-person social gaming. Because uh, I remember back in the day, like, that's all you had was passing a couple controllers around with your friends. You know, it wasn't all, oh, excuse me, it wasn't all, like, online no, but matchmaking. I think I think that's the, I think they have it kind of right, honestly, right now. Whereas, honestly, if you're looking for a intensive single-player experience or, like, the online multiplayer-type yeah. deathmatch sort of thing, you know, get an xbox or a playstation but like they fit their roles and they fit them very yeah, well yes. and i like the fact because it keeps them specialized and it keeps them good at what they do because i don't want to see playstation or xbox go to like a family gaming type no, system no no no, no. and, they and never i will. really don't well, want to see a, like the nintendo start. world go to like intensive like ridiculous go, yeah. like call of duty intense <laughs> like blood yeah, ridiculous well, style. And like that's the thing is that I think that is the only reason that Nintendo is still around is because that's what they do, right? They they, they do it well. They yeah. Well, it's always been cartoony, fun, happy, uh, light, uh, accessible games. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, like you know, if you want anything else, you can go to literally any other gaming platform: PC, Xbox, yeah. Yeah. PlayStation Four, Pick any of them. You're not going to get the same sort of like light-hearted, just fun titles, especially like on their first uh, the uh, first-party IPs. Like, th like Nintendo has a fucking 
just golden goose when it comes to their first party IPs. Yeah. So yeah. like I I really don't want them to start releasing gritty fucking Dark Knight no. Mario. <laughs> like Oh, that would be so awful. <laughs> no, it just it's not and that's why I'm glad that they've yeah, you know, everyone's picked their seat and they're gonna stay in it, and I like that. One thing I found really neat about the new, come on, microphone. One thing I found really neat about the new uh, Nintendo console is actually the Tegra processor that's in it. Uh, if if you read anything about the research that Nvidia has been doing on their mobile chips and the Tegra line, those chips are fucking. St- stupid powerful Mm -hmm. like they are crazy powerful i like i uh there was actually a demo not long ago of uh the uh what what's the new quake engine is it the quake 4 uh yeah or not quake sorry unreal unreal it's unreal 4 Unreal there was actually a demo then yeah it was yeah it was a demo of unreal 4 running an actual tech demo on a Tegra mobile chip. Yeah. Um, so the chip is more than capable of running some pretty ridiculous games. I don't know if it's going to be quite up to spec of like uh, the new 4K PlayStation 4 kind no, of thing. No, but it's not intended to compete no. at that level, right? Those are, again, that that's the gaming uh, fidelity. That's what those are for. Whereas yeah. these are just trying to get sort of the seventy percent. It's still going to be no slouch though. No, when it when it comes to well, actual gaming performance, seventy percent of gaming performance today is miles over what it used to be. Oh God! Right? Five years ago, I mean, I have games on my iPad that are amazing three D games that run perfectly. Yeah, and they're running on something like a similar to a Tegra chip. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing is like, uh, hell, even year over year, uh, graphics processing is getting smaller, lighter, more efficient, uh, to the point where like the uh, what was it, the R nine Nano that that video card that AMD released, mm-hmm. it's a tiny little fucking looks like card. The old video cards. Right? Yeah, it's a teeny little card, and it's basically a flagship card yeah it's ridiculous it's awesome and i really like the trend where things are getting smaller more efficient and pretty soon i'm gonna be able to fit that into fucking this yeah and which would be amazing for the people not on the stream who could watch me pointing at shit i pointed at my computer and then my phone yeah and your Uh, computer is already tiny yeah my computer well and that's the thing is i've always been into the tiny little box of ridiculous power yeah uh so like in my little shoe box there i've got one of the most powerful nvidia processors that you can get and uh the 980 ti which until recently was the most powerful video card that you could get yeah so i want that though in my phone yeah and we'll i think we're gonna get there more and more quickly yeah it's getting pretty cool so well that's that's where everyone wants to go right oh yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean especially like the the well the arm architecture is um it's interesting when you talk about the debate between the ARM architecture, like RISC versus uh, x86, because um, RISC has the benefit of thermal efficiency. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, I think it was RISC has the benefit of like overall efficiency. Mm-hmm. The problem with RISC is that it doesn't scale very well. Yeah, 
it's a very simple to manufacture uh, chip, uh, making it really easy to uh, make leaps and bounds of progress on that particular architecture. And they're, they're easy to make cheaply and uh, rapidly. Uh, but as far as overall power scaling, x86 scales massively compared to the actual arm processing mm-hmm. uh so it'll be interesting to see exactly where that goes because i know that people were talking about doing x86 in a mobile form factor it's just hard because x86 doesn't have the same like thermal efficiency and space efficiency yeah. that risk does but yeah, comparatively, you can scale x86 much better. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I just, yeah, yeah, it, I, it, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm I'm very curious about the uh, the way the controller sides on this console two slide on and off. Yeah, because it's really cool. The one thing I'm fearful of is the peripheral hell or peripheral hell. Yeah, that it could turn into. I, I can't wait until you know you get like the Mad Cats fucking piece of shit oh good lord i'm just hoping that if (laughs) if new controller types are created they're released from nintendo and then other manufacturers link onto them yeah we don't end up with every game coming with its own controller oh because i will i will lose my shit yeah no No, that's that's not okay well and and already like so many of those stupid controller peripherals that came out for nintendo are fucking dumb Yeah, the uh, almost everything for the wii that came out that was not the One fucking the default steering wheels yeah stuff anything that was just plastic yeah can go just catch on fire yeah it it's just fucking landfill you know more landfill space taken up that's yeah. all they you're doing it's brutal yep. yep right so new system i know i'm probably going to be pre-ordering it so don't pre-order oh, no I'll, more pre-orders never pre-order you can't tell me to do what i want you don't pre-order everyone else feel free to pre-order <laughs> no and nobody in my mind nobody should pre-order anything ever yeah but it's nintendo and it's a new system and i it's a, i'm still not gonna pre-order it yeah but nintendo's Tip. been nintendo's been good to us people they have been yeah yep. it's not I like you're been burned by them yet I just, I don't want to give them the chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you don't have, but you're not giving them, if it's something that's been going for how long and it's something that you love and something yeah. that you enjoy, yes, they already have your money, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to deliver. Yeah. Right. I'd be apprehensive to do things like early access and stuff like that, but well, pre-ordering like a full on, like a fully licensed functioning franchise that's been going for many many yeah. years well it's totally the thing okay. is you, you, you do fall into traps with the pre-ordering even then like watchdogs had a whole bunch of hype around it uh and who developed watchdogs um uh was it ubisoft i think it was yeah i can't remember uh but anyway i, I either way not ea uh, basically, which uh, at the moment is kind of and well, except Ubisoft has been shooting themselves in the foot since Watch Dogs. Uh, but basically not EA at the time was basically your benchmark for what made a good game. Uh, and uh, the, the hype around Watch Dogs and everything that had been coming out was very, very positive And people pre-ordered it. And what they got was a broken game. And 
it stayed broken for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't like pre-orders. And there really isn't much of a reason to pre-order anything anymore. Because, like, pre-orders used to be because, like, Pokemon fucking Silver is coming out. And you know for a fact that when you go to that fucking store, they're going to be sold out. Okay, but the difference there is you're talking about software. Yeah. And I'm talking about pre-ordering hardware. True. Right? I want to play it day one. I can't do that because I can't download a Switch. <laughs> I can't go on the internet, purchase, and have it materialize. You wouldn't download house. a car, would you? I would download a car if I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree with software, especially after just the last two years because of, of, of garbage. Hype. Well, yeah. it's just things are getting overhyped. And no the hype train needs, needs to, go, to go down. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it used to be that you'd you'd want the new Pokemon game, and you knew for a fact that when you went to EB Games to go pick that shit up, yeah, it was sold it'd out. be sold yeah. out immediately. And that's no longer the case the, thanks to digital distribution. Yeah. So, and whereas now it's like, I want to play it day one. Purchase. Okay, I have it. Yay! Yeah. Hell, you can even wait the one fucking hour it's going to take for someone on YouTube to do a goddamn review. <laughs> well, and that's it is most things get reviewed early now. Yeah. Right? Review copies go out unless people are scared. Yeah. Right? No review copy of a game is pretty much flag number one. Oh, God. Yeah. If, the, if there's no review copies or I hear that there's like an embargo on reviews, I am immediately skeptical. Oh, God. Like it's, it's a flag. The, I have never seen a good game come out of a fucking review embargo ever. And I don't actually know if it has ever happened. Like that. It, it, what do you mean? Sonic Boom was amazing. <laughs> exactly. Awful. Um so it's just, I don't know, it, it, pre-ordering to me is just, it, not pre-ordering I think would fix a lot of the problems we're having with games because it would stop basically giving the developers <laughs> their money first and then receiving a broken product and not being able to do anything about it. Basically justifying yeah. the current trend of releasing an unfinished game and then finishing it later, which is a, I, I can't. Yeah, that's a trend that makes I me can't so mad. Fucking stand it. That's it's why I will never, if I can help it, unless I can see it's the same thing with Kickstarter. I will not kickstart something that does not have a ready to go product. Yeah. I will not pre pre or, or pre release purchase anything yeah. that does not have a pre ready to go product that I can test. The last game I early access tested and purchased was the new Masters of Orion. And why? Because the bait like the beta demo that it came with was finished. It was 100% playable and it was enjoyable. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, I got burned by Ark. Oh, um, yeah. I, I got burned by... I mean... To be fair, I did have a lot of fun playing Oh, there goes my <laughs> mic again. Um, I did have a lot of fun playing Ark. Uh, even just during early access, just dicking around. I mean, I sunk several hours into that game. Yeah, and I mean, if you get your entertainments out of it, entertainments worth out of it in that early access price because i mean i paid something like it was like know, 10 bucks 15 bucks for minecraft yeah and i'm still playing it hardcore now yeah i paid because of all the mods and shit that are out yeah i played i paid uh 10 bucks for minecraft back yeah. in the day and yeah it, that that was fine um i'm actually fine with early access as long as you understand that early access 99 percent of the time means actually this Un is just the game yeah and this is this is release 
and you're just waiting for patches. It's not early access. It's just access yeah, to a broken game that is going to slowly be patched. And <laughs> fucking patch. We don't actually have a release date in well, mind. The the funny thing I think to me is that between the blend of uh, uh like between the two of uh, the trend of releasing terrible broken fucking glitchy horrible <laughs> shit as a release title from triple a devs and then releasing unfinished shit as early access from indie devs between the two they're basically the same thing they, they kind of are so the line right now between what constitutes a finished game and not a finished game is becoming very blurred <laughs> and is basically just uh, the the only difference is that one of them is honest enough to call their game early access, and then there the other one it just is is trying to bullshit you into thinking that this is what gaming is supposed to be like. <laughs> I don't know. I I think see, I think the worst new thing to enter into the world of gaming is my least favorite thing ever, which is microtransactions. Microtransactions. Yes. Especially when they're, like, to death. And yeah. I don't mean, like, little indie yeah. goofy games, like no. like phone games or something like that, but legitimate, like, AAA titles. You can fuck right off. That yeah. are, like, yeah, fuck it's right like, off. I'm sorry, but when I spend $70 on a game that's been out for, like, the franchise has been out for, like, 10 fucking years... And in order to get, like, anything decent off the yep. hop, I have to not only give you my $70, but also give you another $10, like, every yep. every other day. That, See, it's bullshit. I don't mind microtransactions for things that are cosmetic. Yeah. I don't mind it for basically that. Cosmetic, yeah. I'm fine with. But if... I don't, anything, I don't mind it on for certain things. Like, uh, so games like League of Legends or Dota use microtransactions for uh, skins and stuff like that. Which, that to me, that's fine. Because the game is free off the bat. You don't pay for it. And the way they make their money is out of microtransactions. The microtransactions that you don't actually need in the game are totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, And it's not only that to me, though. Because if, I pay, if I'm paying you uh, full price for a game, you better fucking give me the full fucking game. Yeah. I don't want to have to pay for the fucking white jacket. I already gave you 70 goddamn dollars. Just give me the fucking skin, right? Whereas the reason microtransactions work on League of Legends and stuff like is, it's free games, is because right? the Freemium, game is right? free, Yeah, right? I'm not paying you. This is, so this is you. This is how you're making money. You, like, I feel like putting microtransactions into a full price game is just fucking double dipping. Yeah. That's all that is. It's sort of like leeching on to the... Uh... Right? Yeah. And it's like, I've heard developers being like, oh, well, it takes time to develop that shit. It takes time to develop fucking everything. Like, don't give me that bullshit. EA has the goddamn money. Like, Well, they've been doing... Jesus. It, you know what? They've been doing it just fine for years, giving people... Full, exactly. Full functional games, no problem, with no micro bullshit, no none of that. Yep. Like... It, they've been doing it for a long time. So if you're telling me, if you're telling me all of a sudden you just can't do it, it's because you don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. It is nothing. Has nothing to do. Absolutely nothing than a money grab. Yeah, and that's all it is. Or like the whole uh, the whole uh, mini expansion thing DLC. Uh, there are some things I don't mind. Like 
some games that again they don't cost the price of a full-fledged game there's like project cars which i think i picked up for like 30 bucks so it's about half the price of like a full triple a title yep um and then after that they have packs of cars that you can get and those packs keep growing uh, yeah. uh so uh ad- they keep adding more cars to the game one by one and they'll release these cars and packs that you can buy um so that kind of makes sense to me as well because one it was made by a smaller developer they don't have the capital to just go to fucking nissan and license out all their fucking cars <laughs> at the that same time expensive. yeah it, it's really expensive so for them it really is every single new vehicle they're adding is a full bespoke new fucking like it's built all right they they have to make the whole thing they don't have the previous assets like gran turismo does or anything like that they're building this from the ground up and i can understand a small dev needing the support uh for a project like that yeah Yeah, absolutely uh and again they're not charging the huge fucking pr- i've seen games going now for like eight what's the going right now like 79.99 is the triple a yeah Canadian 80, price. 80 fucking dollars right they're not charging 80 dollars you know out the gate you can pay i like i said I, i'm pretty sure i picked it up for 30 bucks and then i can add cars onto that and if i want all the cars it's going to cost me fucking 80 fucking dollars yeah but then that puts me right at the same price level as yeah. a full and fully realized game if i get hours of extra game time out of a dlc then that's fine because that relates price to enjoyment yeah. time right absolutely but if your dlc is literally adding that one gun that uh everybody loves from the game franchise series uh that wasn't included in the original game and then as a day one dlc you're saying by the way you can have the bfg uh, that is known for this series as a DLC. Not that that actually happened, but you know, for example, if Doom was like DLC, uh, the the BFG is not in Doom. By the way, first day DLC, ten bucks, you can buy the BFG. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I don't like is when a game is built to encourage microtransactions. So it's more mobile gaming that does this now. Yes. But it's the kind of thing where you get to play two levels and then you have to wait an hour, and then you play for a while. Which is okay. I mean, most mobile games you play for, I think the average playtime on a mobile game is two to three minutes. Yeah. Right? That's fine. Whatever. But it's when you're getting down the road, and I think Dungeon Keeper did this, where you're like, oh, I, I need to pick this rock, say... and it needs 24 hours to do one action, and you're stuck. You can't do fuck all until you do it. Yep. Right? That's where you know all they want is money. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It, it's a f- solid flag. And I mean... You see it uh, from all the Chinese ripoffs of games. Yeah. They're formulaic. They're always the same. Yep. And that's all it is. It's, hey, come here, do this. Oh, wait five hours. You need that many stars yeah, to or, unlock it. Yeah. Or you need uh, you need to buy these keys, which let you go through faster. Right? No. That, that bullshit can just yep. stop. I see that um, in a in a AAA title, and I'm done. I'm uh, gone. Nintendo did start stepping on some dangerous ground with it, with the whole Smash Bros. DLC thingies that they were doing. I don't think so. Those all came with like full characters and levels, and, it, and stuff. it's still treading on some dangerous, shaky ground. And none of those characters were developed or created before the game was finished. True, right? That's expansion. I, I mean, I guess it's just I. To me, I feel like 
uh, a lot of those characters, again, in the pre-internet days, like the game would have been slightly later and those characters would have been included. So I, I don't know. To me, that is definitely treading into a, a very dark gray area that I don't I don't like the direction that See, that's going. I do like that because that means a game that once it's released, people can get an idea of what's popular get an idea of what people like and then use that to create expanded content for it true um right it's the exact same as building an expansion disc yeah i i think I, I you can correct me if this is how some of them worked i don't know if this is how any of them worked though but i would have felt better i think if uh like all of the dlc characters that you could get you just get the amiibo for it and then you just have that character in the game yeah no, kind of thing of them none of them worked that way yeah like i i feel like that would have been a way to do it that i wouldn't have felt as iffy about because then it's like you're that would have been an interesting way to do it for sure yeah um but like uh or uh like one of the things that i really liked about the the that they do with the pokemon games is like the special events mm -hmm. where you show up at a fucking GameStop or something and they give you your code for your fucking network thing and then you get the special event pokemon um you know if you could do something like that i don't know how possible that is with the wii though i suppose with the nx now yeah. you can take your nx yeah. to yeah. store if you, the, go. You, you can do that uh but yeah it's just the whole i, I don't know i i don't it's a thing i don't like seeing nintendo doing see um, and for me it's just expansions i paid tons of money to expand my games back when i was in the 90s true i'm okay to expand my games it's when it's not expansion that you're paying for that it bugs me yeah 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 when you're when you're paying for more bits of the game that should have been there already yeah. it's far different than hey do you want extra stuff with this game extra quests and extra things that you know they developed afterwards which is totally fine because i can honestly say that things like all the DLC for things like uh, Mass Effect and Bioshock, like the DLC was incredible and I'm okay with paying that. I think DLCs getting like things like the season passes and stuff like that are getting a bit much. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. the fact that the season pass for Fallout 4 is almost as much as Fallout 4 itself is <laughs> fucking well, incredible. And that right there is literally pre-purchasing your DLC. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't it, do it. Do not do it. That that was frustrating as hell because I'm just like, man, this is an amazing game franchise. One of my favorites. And it just, it sucked to see it go down a slippery slope that it's like, I very much appreciate you trying to expand this game and add a whole load of stuff into it that you couldn't add for game release. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that you look at me and be like, hey, so another $80 is okay, right? And I go, no, yeah, not yeah. for... And the thing is, with something like Fallout, you know, you can just wait a year. Wait for the Game of the Year edition to come out on Steam and or get, on and get all for of 40 it. bucks. Yeah. Um, or even fucking, like, if you really want more shit in your Fallout, you can just fucking mod it. Yeah. For free. Um, there's a couple people in the chat right now bringing up how, uh, you know, a lot of this is just because, you know, the gaming companies, they're out there to make money. That's what they're there for, and well, and one of them is particularly saying right they are at they are at a good amount at the uh uh handling of their investors, yeah, and if yeah, you know yeah. anything about the investment scene, yeah, it is retarded, yeah, which I mean, I get it, 
and it's kind of the same argument I was having with like all the major tech companies with like Apple and Microsoft. Yep. It's, the, stuff, it's the exact yeah, same thing. They're they're yeah. I get that they're there to make money, but I feel like they also have a responsibility to the overall community as yeah, well to to push for better than just it's, yeah money. to push for better than just fucking capitalist regimes uh, you know like the we as society deserve better than that yeah and yes they're there to make money but at the same time like i said this is a community right it's one thing if you're making fucking blenders right there isn't a fucking community around blenders <laughs> yeah all right yeah, you don't go to blenders.com and have you, there's, hot there's no discussions there's over no which lid blender conventions you know <laughs> i'm sure there are blender conventions there, actually, I, actually oh, it probably is it like an industry convention or yeah. like fucking forks if you're making fucking plastic forks you're not also supporting a community behind it yeah right you are making a product and that product starts and ends with the consumers that want it. The end. There's no, there's no Tumblr posts about your fucking blenders or plastic forks. There's no fan art or backstories about your fucking new spork that you got that uh, is apparently bisexual and really adorable. Like, you know, there, none of that exists. So... When your product is attached to a larger community, you do have a responsibility to that community as well. Well, it's just I you know what the main the main thing is I'd like to hear from like developer perspective, like and I mean like the grunts. I'm not talking about like head honchos, yeah. I'm talking about actual like what do the actual like nuts and bolts of the game industry think about this people that are helping helping develop it like like it just being like really they they absolutely design you really you want me to design and you're charging how much for it there Ah, that's pretty lame there has been story after story after story uh coming out about how abusive the game manufacturing industry really is uh we're talking employees that are working 100 hour work weeks people who like live in the office for a week at a time um they don't leave uh like and then like you're already overworked and then you find out your deadline has been halved kind of thing and uh, you know people who they don't see their kids for months at a time kind of thing like they they take you they fucking chew you up and they spit you the fuck out and once the game's done chances are you're fucking fired uh if they because the project's over you're done so there's no job security you're completely underpaid uh you're told to do things that you really just don't agree with on a moral level Mm -hmm. and uh you're working just horrifying hours and you're doing it like, and if you, a lot of these times too, they're, they're on salary. And if you take into account the amount of hours they work versus what they make in a year, a lot of them are making right near minimum wage. 
kind of thing. Like it, it's not a good industry to get into. So, and pro tip to all of our listeners right now, I know you really want to get into the video games industry. You have a better chance of having a good time and making a good amount of money uh, just doing Let's Plays on fucking YouTube or Twitch yeah. than you do of actually enjoying yourself developing video games or develop like indie games yeah or start your own company and develop indie do not for the love of fuck ever go and work for fucking ea or ubisoft or fucking any of them don't don't do it you will be treated like garbage i i guarantee you i can't now yeah but ultimately i can't necessarily say that's true and really neither can you necessarily say that that's true for every company i have a friend that works for cj cd project red that developed the witcher yeah cd project like, red is actually one of the few video game manual like, companies yeah, you just, it's that like i've anything. heard nothing but good things about yeah. but that's what i mean but he anybody worked for he also worked for bioware as well yeah so i mean like it's not necessarily all of them but it's like anything right like any Anything that works on that premise of like severe deadlines and, you know, extreme work like that, like shit, shit changes. Like the industry is a pumping, moving machine and has to keep going faster and faster. You've got shit like Christmas and big, 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 big deals. Like you're a big deal for a lot of people and you got to keep that shit moving. Understandably so. But that's... Any industry like that is going to be fast paced and brutal like yeah, that. Well, it's I, be a I think a big part of it affair. too. Yeah. I think a big part of the reason that uh, the industries are like that though is because um, I think they feed on the actual passion of their employees, right? They know that people, who, there are people out there who fucking love video games and want nothing more in their life than to be a part of making something like that. Yeah. And they'll use that to basically rope people in to, a, you know, basically fucking indenturement. Like, it, it's, it, you know, the I feel like the reason that a lot of these companies can get away with treating their employees like such utter shit is because the employees want so badly to make games. Of course it is, right? You know? Like yeah. It's they're living their dream, right? And exactly, they, you know, it kind of falls into the same. It's it, sort of like the idols in Japan. Well, it, sort yeah, of thing. it falls into the same. It falls into the same nook as like you know. Well, I got to work hard to get here, and I got to work hard if I love what I do, right? Yeah, and this is yeah. what I really want to do. So maybe this is just how hard I have to work to get it done. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that, I think. Um. So yeah, we have we, we have been rambling about this for we're, we're yeah we're probably up. Probably about the forty-five minute mark yeah. for this topic. Not that it's been. Uh, no, not it's, that it's been a good discussion. It's been good. I've enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. But uh, I think if we don't want to make this like a two and a half hour long episode, we should move on. Yes, um, uh, I didn't have another topic. I, I do. It's it's probably short. I just I was looking up topics literally before this the start of this, and okay. I saw this, and it involves Donald Trump and PETA, and oh, if it involves my both of fucking them, God, so. Who died? Well, okay. Yeah. So first off, or what died? Um, you may or may not remember, but Donald Trump on uh, a little while ago was in a discussion with I think it was Billy Bush, and he said he made a colorful remark that was instantly famous on the internet. Um, and this remark was uh, I don't know the exact remark, but I know it was something along the lines of Well, here, hold on. Let me let, let me look it up here. 
Um, it was some, you know, but I mean, Donald Trump saying something retarded. He said something along the lines of he could grab a woman by the pussy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, a, not a good remark. In no. fact, a fairly yeah know, it, uh, awful remark he was saying like you know when you're when you're this famous or this much of a big deal you can do whatever you want you can grab her by the pussy all that kind of bullshit yeah so PETA, who's always full of great ideas okay and I, I think i see where this is going and i'm already laughing internally uh has started a new campaign okay and the campaign is grab a pussy adopt a cat from your local shelter uh. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's not even coincidental they actually state that they've started this campaign inspired by this comment from trump that is actually really fucking funny the sensationalism that this election uh, has rendered many other important issues invisible uh we hope this twist in our approach will cause people to open their minds to the crisis facing animals and open their homes to a beautiful cat from the shelter the, um, the campaign i can show you guys this it's a picture it's got like you know a cute cat on its back, but it's got "grab a pussy" in you know big block text with the American flag coloring the whole <laughs> thing. Like, oh my god! You could want to fucking base an advertising scheme on. Why would you pick that? Uh, I mean, it's hilarious, and I, I just like to preface this whole discussion with "fuck PETA," but <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that is hilarious. It is hilarious. They did one thing right. They did one. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> um, I, I just couldn't believe it. Just scrolling past. Yeah. And and I definitely agree with the message. Go adopt a cat from a shelter. Do it. Uh, before PETA kills them. Uh, hopefully. So. Because that's what they're known for. Yeah. yeah euthanizing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They uh, they definitely. The, I, I don't know. That's. That is fucking. Fucking funny. Uh, if you can take anything that Trump says and turn it into something actually <laughs> good, uh, good job. Good yeah, job for you. It's a funny, positive spin on a remark that should that be was in a spoken by can. fucking Orange Hitler. The, the fact that, yeah, the fact that, that everyone was like, oh my God, like, he is just, I don't know, he's a walking punchline. He is. So yeah. the fact that somebody was like, okay, we're just going to take this bad publicity and just turn it into something good for our furry little friends <laughs> yeah. is, is amazing. I mean, and anytime somebody can take something super negative like that and turn it into something good, yep. I mean, the world is doing something right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Humanity prevails once again so oh god speaking of trump i, I know do you, you do have something to talk about today yeah i did have a thing do we have time for a thing well why don't we throw why don't we make car stand on his little yeah. soapbox and we'll, uh, we'll give we'll give car some that, time that sounds incredibly degrading that is not how i meant that <laughs> um, we'll make yes, car stand on degrade. his little soapbox yeah. degrade degrade degrade, um, degrade. His, his episode is long this week because it's on the debate so uh yeah we will we're gonna take a longer than normal break and you guys can all listen to Carr talk for a while. Uh, about the debate. About the debate. Which, Where, by the way, if you didn't watch. Are, are, you oh. a, are you a dangerous hombre or a nasty woman? Oh, fuck. Let, hold on. Let Carr <laughs> go first, please. <laughs> all right, oh here's Carr. Oh, my Kar. God. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr. And I just, I, I, there's no words. So in case you couldn't guess already, and as I already hinted, tonight I'm going to be talking about the third and final debate between Hillary Clinton and Trump. And kind of like the others, if you're looking for comedy, it delivered. If you were looking for some sort of assurance that the United States is not doomed, less so. So, let's get down to it, shall we? 
So this debate followed very much a the sort of theme of the first debate. Um, now, this time, the moderator was uh, actually a gentleman from Fox News, which, when I first heard that, I'll be honest, I was a little concerned. Those concerns were very quickly alleviated, however, as I'll talk about uh, going over the next little bit here. So this time, the debate was a little bit more condensed in the number of questions, uh, and the moderator had to Instead of doing three broad questions like the first debate, he actually had six topics he wanted to touch on uh, over the, the course of the debate. Now, the first one, I got to say, like at first I was, I was actually a little bit concerned about the writer because the first question was the kind of thing that you would ask a, uh, like a grad, like it, it was like a, a high level undergrad sort of like thesis paper. It was basically asking, do you believe that the Constitution uh, or the, uh, the Founding Fathers allowed the Constitution to be, like, rules as written and that's it, or is it open to interpretation? Which, that is not a question you can answer in a two-minute bit, let alone even a 15-minute bit, even if you just had that much time to talk. Um, but they give it their best shot. Um, now, right away, I love, like, the first little bit of hilarity was Donald Trump went and was talking about how he believed that it was exactly how the Founding Fathers meant it to be interpreted. Which... Again, it's like, okay, hang on. Founding Fathers, interpret. Unless you're a fucking Time Lord, Donald, I'm pretty sure that you can't find out exactly how it is that the Founding Fathers meant it to be interpreted. Because ideally, if they were doing a good enough job of it, they would have written it in a way that it didn't necessarily need interpretation. But, of course, when you're writing the rules of a country, that's a little bit difficult, as you guys have found out over time, of course. Um, so it does lend it to that need of, you know, again, you need to be a little bit flexible with these sorts of things, and the social contexts that existed in 1776 are not the same as the ones that exist in 2016. And these are realities that sometimes I find that the people who hold the Constitution as basically a second Bible are a little bit nuts. But anyway, so, I mean, right after that, though, like, things things got really heavy really quick in the debate. Like, it was a, it was like a... Uh, sit up, ooh, I need another drink after that one, uh, or a shower to feel a little bit cleaner, because one of the questions the moderator asked was about abortion, which got, I mean, again, that is a mm, subject, even in the best of times, never mind when you're trying to have a presidential debate. And as predicted, things got pretty nasty in, in that particular topic, um, especially when whenever Trump was opening his flat, fat, flopping orange gob, with some of the things that he was talking about, and this is, I got to say for a moment, again, is, is some things have happened in my life lately with um, people that I know that have made me very heavily reconsider some of my personal thoughts on that topic. And long story short, it's honestly, it's not my decision to make. I'm a guy. I've got a dick. I, it's, I do not have any place, way, or form to be able to tell someone with completely different anatomy than me how she should be dealing with her body and her health. And that's just, that is all I'm going to say on that. And you could tell that hearing Donald Trump talking about what his opinions on women's health were is if you actually go and find that bit on the debate, don't watch Trump when he's talking, watch Hillary. Because she had this look of like the ultimate, like soccer mom power death stare that I swore she was about to just unclip her mic, walk across the podium, and deck Donald into next Thursday. Because just 
Oh, I, I like, you know, I'm pretty good at reading people. I work with people every day. And that was a look that said, if I was in any less civilized location than I am right now, you would be skinned on the floor and your to your hair would become a toupee for another unfortunate man. It just, it was, it was a look that could freeze hell <laughs> and it was deserved because some of the shit that was spewing out of Donald's mouth on that particular question was just, just, oh yeah. And then of course, just to counter the incredibly dark turn that the, uh, that the debate took, we then got to move on to immigration and the wonderful wall questions and the, the contrast of that and the build this, that, and the other thing. Um, and then Trump had his first great, wonderful quotable of the night, which Twitter just took off and ran with not even 30 seconds after it out, was out of his mouth. And that is, of course, telling everybody that after he builds the wall, they're going to round up everybody and send them back over it because there's some bad hombres here. And yes, that was an actual quote. Now, I'm sure by now most of you who have actually already noticed that that particular hashtag has exploded. But if you haven't, that's where it started. Um, and yeah, it's just and again, like before, as you may remember from the first debate, uh, is there was a woman on the panel who was a Trump supporter. Uh, the, the, again, watching on CNN. And there was a woman on the panel uh, who in the first debate had the gall to tell the black uh, commentator on the panel what it was like to be a black man in the states well she now had the gall then after the debate to tell the mexican uh latino woman descent on the pan latino descent woman on the panel whether or not she should be offended at that comment and it's just again that just go oh, stop it you're not making your claim any better just stop it ah! and it's it's just watching how incredibly blindly trump supporters are supporting every hateful despicable um even just insensitive thing that the, he spews out of himself is just painful like the fact that people can actually delude themselves to that level without even just and the, and don't get me wrong like there's always some annoying when you're just having to be overly pc about something but there's a line between just being pc just for the sake of being pc and then just being fucking insensitive and that bad hombres comment especially in the context in which they were talking was way so far past good taste that it couldn't see good taste behind it just no you, no just no that's it full stop like the wall just don't nope and yeah now hillary was not without her blunders um one of the, f the questions that almost came up next was actually again addressing issues with wikileaks and things like that and in again with some of the things and this is this has been the issue that's been dogging Hillary for her entire campaign not only in the campaign against directly Trump but also in the primaries uh, against her other uh, competition there primarily Bernie Sanders was the whole issue of because she's been in government for so long and because she's been having her hands in so many different pies over over her career in the public life um, is that whole issue of corruption and, and public speaking and all that and of course, that came up, and Hillary had a very awkward deflection trying to um, instead say that, oh, well, all these hacks are actually the Russians and Putin trying to influence our election because he likes Trump more than he likes me, which, again, it feels like a really awkward deflection. Now, I am not a member of the NSA or the CIA or anything like that, and of course, I don't have access to the intelligence that some of these people do. 
Um, and there are apparently claims that there is very credible reasons to think that Russia would be behind some of these things. Um, and of course, you can always make a Snowden joke if you want, seeing as he's in asylum over there now. But again, that's some conspiracy theory bullshit that I'm not going to touch with a 10-foot pole. Um, and it's just, it was, it was so funny, though, because Hillary was able to pull this around, and Trump missed his opportunity for a completely reasonable attack honestly like if you're gonna go for uh policy or credibility attacks do it civilly and not just idiocy and he missed the chance and instead it came back around with the basically donald trump going well we have no idea who's hacking us and the moderator going well actually yes we do and here's some fact checking for you but no we didn't know it was even putin i don't even know putin what what i and of course the internet being the internet, immediately is digging up uh, tweets from Donald Trump's account back in 2013, wondering if Trump was going to be his best friend at the Miss America pageant. So there's, there's, there's that. So, you know, I wonder if they send flowers and maybe get together on Sundays, check the kids out. Anyway, I'm getting off track because uh, there was just more and more and more. And it, it was so funny, too, because, of course, just like the first and second debates is the longer it went on, the more Trump became Trump again. At the very beginning of the debate, he was incredibly composed. And I will still say that of the three debates, this was Trump's strongest performance. Not that that's saying much, but hey, I'll give credit where I can give credit. Just again, I'm going to try and be as unbiased as I can. <laughs> uh, sorry, that just slipped out. Um, but the moderator just had it. You can tell in the tone in his voice that he was just starting to get more and more to that whole idea of, oh, dear, sweet, merciful, merry mother of God, what have I gotten myself into? Because as more as it went on and on and on and on is Trump started just interrupting more and more and more. And if you haven't seen the Saturday Night Live uh, skits that uh, Alec Baldwin and his partners in on Saturday Night Live have been doing about this campaign is I'm not sure who was channeling who more between Donald Trump and Alec Baldwin because it really, after a point, just started becoming more and more like Trump was actually caricaturing Alec Baldwin playing trump it was some very inception shit going on it was just very interesting to watch and just it's just wrong just moderator or hillary would say something right it's wrong no that's not true that's wrong it's, yeah it's just again one of those things of and again it's just and all right so if you don't want to get off just the the buffoonery or the um uh the just general idiocy of trump uh, if you're going to go with, again, just some basic more understanding of, of policy and things like that, and again, it was a bit of a, a crunchy debate, and again, a lot of the questions were repeats or kind of clarifications of things that have been covered in the last two, uh, is again, trade and, and policies on the economy and things like that, and what both of the candidates would want to do came up, of course, again. And once again, Trump seemed to show that he has no actual grasp about how any sort of domestic or international politics work. Because the first actual real policy thing he started putting out, other than the wall, was talking about how he's going to have free trade, but he's going to renegotiate all the trade deals, and how NAFTA was the worst thing that ever happened to their trade with China, and just... All right, Donald, NAFTA, North American Free Trade... North America, not just America, North America. In case you were curious, that involves your boots, Mexico, and your hat, Canada, in case you needed less geographic terms to go off of there. So, just for the record, NAFTA has nothing fucking to do with China or India or Russia or any other country in the world. It's just Canada and the U.S. and Mexico. So, deal. All right? Just 
Geography. Acronyms. They're important. Learn them. Ah. Gah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Anyway. So, and this is the kind of buffoonery and this is the kind of reaction that Hillary was starting to get to because unlike, as I mentioned in the first two debates where she stayed fairly, you know, she would finish her sentence or just finish her, her immediate idea and then when the murderer was starting to cut her off. But more and more, you can tell that even Hillary is sick of this shit now because it got to the point more and more where she was also speaking over the moderator or speaking over Trump or finishing her sentences. And no, I'm going to finish this fucking idea because that idiot over there is allowed to run off his mouth. So you're damn sure I'm going to finish my ideas. And you could tell again, is, is the aggravation. I don't know if maybe the, again, the tone of the very first couple of questions in the debate set her off just a little bit, but you can tell watching the debate that Hillary's patience for her opponent is done. Like, she is just absolutely having none of it anymore. She just wants to have this over with and move on. Unfortunately, we might not get to move on after the 8th. Uh, yes, the 8th. Because one of the most honestly concerning things that came out of the whole debate was that Trump became the first fucking presidential candidate in history to not blatantly state that he would accept the results of the election. Now. For sake of argument, there are going to be folks that would or, and did bring up the fact that Al Gore did not definitively accept the results of the election in 2000. But that was because there was a recount going on because Florida had a less than 500 vote margin and it was going to decide the entire election. But the moment the official results were out and the moment the courts had finished their final recounts, Gore had said, all right, that's it. I lost fair and square. My supporters stand down. Welcome your new commander in chief, George W. Bush mistake or not i don't know but hey whatever um this case though trump actually went out and said when he was asked would you accept the results of the election if you were if you had lost and trump said i don't know we'll have to you'll have to ask me again at the time i'm gonna keep you in suspense donald this isn't an episode of the fucking apprentice this is the presidency of the United States of America we're talking about here. You do not get to leave the episode on a cliffhanger so that people tune in next week. If you lose the election, you have lost the election. And one of the things that makes the United States, and for that matter, other Western democracies, stand out above most other government forms is, unlike in a monarchy when, you know, the king dies and suddenly you've got three different princes fighting over the throne, when you lose the vote, you lose the vote, and when you win the vote, you win the vote, and you allow the peaceful transition of power. And the reason I am harping on this one is because Trump has the kind of supporters that if he told them that the election is a fraud, and if he told them that the election doesn't count, then these are the kinds of yahoos that are going to pick up their guns and they're going to get in their trucks and they're going to start disrupting some shit. Now, I'm not going to say that they would cause any actual mass damage, but guess what? People could still die. Because this comes back to the other thing that Trump, I couldn't believe, had the balls to accuse Hillary of. And that was inciting violence at his rallies. And if you want to go back and listen months ago to my segments... When I was talking about this man long before he was even a frontrunner in the fucking primaries, then he was inciting. I mean, this is the man who said to people in his rallies, go ahead and knock that fucker out. I'll pay for your legal bills. Like, this is the guy who was 
cheering on his supporters for knocking out Black Lives Matter protesters or knocking out and Tal, shut up. I know what you're going to say. Uh, and knocking out these people at his protests that didn't agree with him because this is a man who has already riled up the worst parts of America and the worst part of American sentiment in the last several months. This is the man whose entire campaign has been built upon fear and upon violence and about rejecting the other and making getting America back to its great white heritage again. So fuck you, buddy. You do not even get to begin to start that bullshit. And if, no, not if, when you lose the election, you better just go back to your hotels and you better just stick your head between your legs and just cry for a while after telling your loony supporters, sorry, it's been fun, but it's over now. Go back to your homes, citizens. Nothing more to see here. And welcome your new commander-in-chief, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Because if he doesn't, and if he does follow through on this keeping everybody in suspense that he talked about at the debate last night, then that's a problem. And that is inciting to violence. So sorry if I seem a little bit pissed or a little bit worrisome about there, but I've got a lot of friends in the United States. And if even one of them gets so much as a graze from one of these yahoos firing off their pistols in rage and upsetness about their candidate and losing the glorious election then fuck you, buddy. All right? Just, that, that's it. So I'm just glad the debates are done. Now it's just up to people to just realize what an absolute idiot Trump is. And then I get to get on with covering something else on my segments for what? Because this this whole thing is just, just, I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. That, that's it. All right? That's, that, bye. I'm taking off the headset. Anyway, my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. I'm Unfurled. Yay! Uh, I'm an Unfurled. I did just want to expand on one thing that he said. Um, <laughs> of course. Which was that whole bit about uh, him talking about Hillary Clinton uh, inciting violence at the Trump rallies and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that actually came out of a, a series of email leaks. By the way, the leaks that are coming out now from this Hillary side are getting so bad that... Uh, I, um, was it Brazil? Uh, anyway, uh, the, the, he, Julian Assange had his internet cut off to try to stop him from releasing this stuff, mm -hmm. uh, by, I, again, I believe it was the Brazilian embassy. I think so. They, I know it was um, completely shut down. Uh, because they were blaming him for trying to meddle in a foreign, uh, election. Like, that's how fucking ridiculous this shit was getting. One of the things that got brought up, though, was a leak of basically people in the DNC, this is the Democratic National Committee, talking about sending people into these Trump rallies to specifically try to incite violence by finding the most psychopathic looking people there and trying to get them to punch them. This was the thing that was spoken by uh, uh, the uh, 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 by the DNC, which is uh, uh, do you what, do you actually think that Trump presidency would be better for the world? Uh, that depends. If you're talking about short term, fuck no. If you're talking about long term, I think so. Yes, because <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, something's got to change more of the same is just cancer right 
it's it, it, something's got to change it's going to change either slow death by cancer you know slow painful horrible suffering uh you know held together by fucking duct tape and machinery or uh you can just burn it down now and fucking fix it <laughs> and it's going to hurt more in the short term uh but uh, uh i honestly think that if trump gets in people will go this is fucking stupid and uh things will actually change because they'll realize that fucking orange hitler can somehow become the president of the united states so so you're thinking they'll have this sudden awful change of heart and realization that the masses will just go what did we do yeah fuck we gotta we gotta change this now yes exactly <laughs> that that is like i said it you know you can it, it it's a slow horrible decline or uh just get the shit over with uh rip the band-aid rip the band-aid out and um, by rip the band-aid out i mean more pull the 15 foot long three inch wide chunk of rebar out of your chest uh and uh <laughs> you know just get it get it done and then uh rebuild you know there there gets a point you know where it's like in it's like in houses right you can try to save the old dilapidated horrible piece of shit house or just tear the fucker down and rebuild it's gonna cost more but it'll be way better in the long term way better uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring up that whole DNC thing, because that was a thing where the DNC has, uh, as far as we can tell, uh, has actually done a like ongoing campaign to try to insult, vi- er, insult, incite violence at Trump rallies, specifically to try to make people look like violent, horrible people, mm. uh, which is that that's not cool. That's like, there's a difference between Trump going, oh yeah, just fuck it. Like, you know, looking at some dude being an idiot and telling people, yeah, just fucking punch the guy. I don't fucking care. Right. There's a difference between that and actually going out of your way to go to a place to piss people off, to try to get someone to hit you, to try to discredit a thing. Right. That There's a difference. No. And I just can't stand the fact that people, it just, these like i mean ultimately the organization itself i have nothing against the organization itself like the 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 basically the raw message it was meant to portray right not this fucking like crazy like everything gets warped that's oh, what yeah. i don't like cuz ultimately it's just like it's a respect thing right yeah. and it was more just like yeah. a march for respect it's like hey we're here and we want to be respected but people can't People can't handle that and they have to take it too far and then they have to warp the message and then the entire organization is is just is right fucked because now it's like now they're being completely labeled as this awful like fucking controversial bullshit organization that it's like that you're supposed to hate because they cause issues and they this and that and like they just they, they just shed the shittiest light. On yep. stuff like this, and I don't think it's fair because ultimately the raw message was just like, you know what? We need to be we need to be wary of this stuff. We need to be respectful to everybody, not just you know. Doesn't matter what your skin color is, yep. who, where you're from, who you are. Everyone deserves respect, and that should have been the ultimate message. But now it's like, oh yeah, and, and now it's turned into this big fucking mess. That yep. it's like, honestly, it's 
it's it's like trying to clean up baby shit with cheesecloth. Like it just <laughs> it's it's just it just keeps getting everywhere, oh. everywhere. And the yeah. more you fight to pick it up, the more shit that gets around. Yeah, I have mental images. I hate you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, it's just not it, yeah. it's not fair to the people that are like, I was just trying. The the people that legitimately care that are just like all I wanted was to send a good, wholesome message out there that everyone deserves respect. And it's like, people do, people try to do this, these good things and send out good vibes and messages. And it just gets corrupted into bullshit. The fact that all it takes is one shitty game of publicity telephone to make it, <laughs> to to make it totally fucked. Well, uh, actually, did you hear about what happened? Uh, th- that guy that was at that other debate, uh, Ken, what's his name? Uh, he was in that Ken Bone. Yeah, he was in that last debate, right? Um, he, uh, I forget which question specifically he'd asked, uh, but I know that he had his fifteen minutes of fame and stuff. Everyone's in love with that yeah. guy now. Uh, one of the first things right now that fucking the news media did. Uh, by news media, I don't mean news media. I mean blog media. Mm. Fucking all that gawker bullshit. First thing they do is they track his shit down on fucking Reddit. Find out the dude likes porn. You know, like most like all people. Like most. Like I'm not even going to say most guys. Like most I, people. I, I know. I know women who like more porn than I do, which is saying something. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, like, most people like porn. You know why? Because sex is fun. Feels great. You know? And and watching people go have sexy time. I really actually don't even understand what the stigma is with watching porn. Like, what's what's the matter with watching a couple people have a good time? Yeah, right? there's nothing wrong with it's that. Old, it's right? honestly old-fashioned. I, I mean, we, we watch people... Uh, we watch videos of people getting fucking maimed by fucking vehicles and shit. You know, you go watch fucking Fail Army, and it's nothing but people getting hit in the nuts, falling out of trees, getting hit by trucks, falling off of bikes, going off of jumps on their skateboards, and slamming their faces into concrete. But no, the real problem is watching two people feeling great. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the decline of fucking society, two, right two there. People fucking is evil. <laughs> like, yeah, two people who are in the process of making each other feel pretty fantastic and having a good time. That is terrible. It's inexcusable. Yeah, and so they immediately go out of their way, and they're trying to make this guy seem like some fucking internet creep. Yeah, they're trying and to shit. discredit him. And, yeah, and make him seem like this horrible person, uh, bringing up, like, one-off comments out of context all over the place, and, like, totally ignoring the one where, uh, and it was actually a rather touching comment he made to a rape victim, uh, and, you know, talking about, I, I'm so sorry this happened to you. You are not worthless. Nothing anyone could do to you could make you be worth any less than, you know, than what you are worth, 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 right? They can't take that away from you and you shouldn't have to feel this way. And, you know, you are important, you know, is this very big, long, encouraging, beautiful message. And they just ignore that part. No, this guy likes fucking titties. Yeah. Like, I know, right? Like, Like, and they take this. And, and like, what did he even do? Like, what did he do to you that you want to take this guy and try to drag his shit through the fucking mud and turn him into some kind of monster that he's not over what? Over nothing. Like, 
right? Over uh, you literally, know, yeah, literally just, nothing. And it's literally just people trying to instigate bullshit. And I fucking hate it. I yeah. hate this, and this is the reason that I'm so fucking outspoken against fucking media corruption and these stupid fucking blog sites and people trying to push fucking narratives that don't fucking exist. Yes. Right? It's why I'm so adamant about not trying to demonize fucking some guy for existing on the internet and liking vagina. Like, you know, it, it's it, it's fucking stupid. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out of my fucking... I needed the... Yeah, we needed a slider. I, I needed it out of my body. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we've been going for a bit here. So I think let's move on to the final segment of the evening. 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 Of the evening. Of the evening. evening. Uh, which is email. What about the afternoon? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> after moon. After moon. Good after moon. Damn it. That, that's early warning. Damn it, after moon moon. <laughs> God damn it, moon. Uh, so, Tal, uh, do yeah, you sure. want to email first? I will read this one. Uh, <laughs> first and last. Uh, this one's from Satanic Furry. No. Uh, in response to Tal's drill in episode 21... Uh, rip at people with loud headphones on. So I have a pro tip for you here. Yeah. Wear quiet headphones next time. Yeah. If you, I mean, no, I, I don't even know what he's talking about. I wasn't I, here. I had my impact drill and I was showing it off and I made it. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Uh, so good evening. KG bull pre-jerked chicken wings, pole dancer, slinky with legs and goatee McGoat face. We've already used that one. You're repeating? Uh, you unoriginal fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as with all things relating to Mad Men, I extremely disagree with Tal's support of Orange Hitler over the embodiment of corruption and lies. Uh, more so because I trust the latter with the nuclear launch codes and not the former. Orange Hitler would be the type of person to start World War III just because some Russian Bond villain called him a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> While I understand and agree with your idea of burning America to the ground, Orange Hitler would be the type of person who would douse not only his house and himself, but also his family and everyone else's homes along the street. In short... I've had enough of corrupt political idiots fucking over my future, looking at you, Brexit. So I would vote for the lesser of two evils and opt for the slow, somewhat dignified death instead of swallowing a hand grenade and leaving everyone around me to pick up the pieces of bloody flesh. <laughs> On another note, you should do Cards Against Humanity either online or off uh, and film and and film for us to watch. Um, and I, I mean... I see where you're coming from, though I disagree that uh, it would be a slow, dignified death with Hillary. It would be a very slow, obviously corrupt death where uh, you guys slowly turn into another corrupt regime, similar and not unlike the ones found in places like Brazil or Rio de Janeiro. And uh, and by the way, yes, I honestly believe Hillary is Rio de Janeiro government bad. Like, that's how corrupt she is. Fucking bullshit. She is the embodiment of everything I fucking hate in politics. And Trump literally falls into the category of not that. Which is like, I, I mean, he could. Is the I, opposite. I would vote for fucking Charles Manson at this point. <laughs> like. There's a statement. I, it, I. Anyway, uh, I have said <laughs> more than enough on that. 
But yeah, for more of Tal's comments, see every other episode of Unfurl. Yeah, see, yes. see, literally, <laughs> I am actually really glad this election is coming to an end because yeah, then it, we can stop being fucking Hillary versus Trump cast. Yeah, it'll be good. It's it's been such a show. Um, as for the, the Cards Against Humanity, given. I will say right now, I'm I'm kind of done with Cards Against Humanity. I've played it a bunch. Uh, and Tal somewhere has a game that looks about a hundred times more fun. There it is. He just got uh, a box of Joking Hazard, the Cyanide and Happiness game, looks which amazing. looks fantastic, and I think will play, especially for us. Yeah, would play excellently. We will definitely look yeah. at at that. Cards Against Humanity has gotten pretty old for me. Um, it's basically just like, oh, you got the kids with ass cancer card, you win. Oh, look, a bigger, blacker dick. <laughs> like, it, it's no longer even about, like... It's the, not fresh is the problem. Yeah, well, it's not original. Well, and even then, it's not even about the joke anymore. Like, you could, you know, this is the way the world ends. And then you play fucking Auschwitz. And people are like, oh, you played Auschwitz. It's nothing to do with anything and doesn't make a funny joke. But, oh, Auschwitz, you win. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of gotten down to the point yeah. where the shock value is gone. And it's just about trying to be the most offensive and which i and, mean that's, and like that's I why said, we sort of stopped unfurled in the first place yeah. and restarted well and even then like with trying to be the most offensive it's not even about playing the card to the black card that was played it's just play the most ridiculous white card you have right and people will generally just ignore the black card and it becomes let's see who has the most offensive white card yeah what makes me laugh the most just reading yeah so it's it's fucking it's stupid it's dumb. Uh, I just took that whole little rant completely out of context and it made it way better. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the most offensive black card? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then you play your white card. <laughs> um, um, but the way Joking Hazard works is actually, it's a really interesting setup. Basically, you make comics out of these panels. Uh, and uh, it, it just... Um, I don't know. It, it, you have to be a lot more clever yeah, it's and a, a little, lot more creative. It's a little bit more cerebral, which, I mean, it's not much more cerebral, but no. there's enough thinking about it that you're looking to make a funny punchline yeah. instead of playing cards to get a laugh. Yeah, you actually have to try to make a joke. So I think I think we'll look into it. Yep. We have lots of things we need to look into, but uh, we'll add it to the list. Yep. All right. So this next email is from uh, Coyote Sky. And it goes thusly. Aloha, my favorite unfurled, but very floofed furry crew. Uh, I was going to write an intelligent response to your intelligence responses for my last email, but alas, I've waited until the last minute. So just one thing. Who's awesome? You are. And I closed the email. Whoops. Um, thanks for being uh, great. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Coyote Sky. Huzzah! Thanks so much. We we really do appreciate a little bit of positive criticism because we're basically a gigantic bundle of negative self-criticism. Oh, my God. Um, well, I mean, it's rightfully so because we suck. But... And, of course, the moment uh, we have Gunzuka in the chat asking about 8-bit animals. We're working on it. Leave yeah. us the fuck we, alone. We have recorded a few episodes. We're just building up a backlog so yeah. that we can get a uh, consistent release schedule. I'll tell you what, Gunzuka. It's on hiatus. There you go. <laughs> um, it's not though. We're actively working on it. It'll it'll come out between now and sometime. Sometime between now and the heat death of the universe. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere in there. And yeah. uh, that that is our emails for the uh, 
Uh, yeah, those are enough. <laughs> so, Hobo <sorry>. not cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are kind of the, the, the homeless version of not cast. We kind of are. Right. We're, we're, we're the Pepsi. I think. For when there's not not cast. For when there's not yeah. not cast. Unfurled. For, for when, when there's, there's not not, not cast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, Tal, you have one more job to do before you uh, go into a drug stupor. We would like to thank Omari and ScreamFox for the logo and the music, respectively. Uh, They're both fantastic, and we love you so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we'd thank also you, get, like to give a special thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, thank you, thank you. You're making our lives uh, with all of this audio stuff a whole lot fucking easier. Uh, and... Uh, uh, you're basically we can actually start looking at doing some of the repairs that are we're, we're getting to the point where we can actually do some of our repairs needs. so you have been helping us immensely uh, so we definitely definitely appreciate that um, if uh, you would like to get a hold of us or find any of our contact information uh, including links to our YouTube, our Telegram chat, our Twitter, uh, our iTunes page, all of that, including uh, postings for all of our recorded episodes. Uh, you can get those at unfurled.net. Uh, once again, that's unfurled.net. Um, you can also use the contact form there uh, just under contact us to send us a lovely little message. And uh, you can, uh, we'll read it on the air. And uh, also uh, to anyone leaving comments or sending us messages on Twitter or emails or anything like that, we do read every single one that we get. Uh, we don't get enough now that we can actually justify ignoring them. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not that popular. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we read all of them, uh, even if you don't get read on the air necessarily. Uh, we do appreciate all of the email we get. Uh, and and uh, so, oh, if you don't want to use the uh, contact us form, you can also just send us an email directly to us at unfurled.net, uh, though that has been a little flaky. So if you have sent a message to us and you haven't really heard a response or anything like that, uh, do feel free to drop us a line on Telegram. We've got our or, or not on Telegram uh, on uh, Twitter. We've got our DMs open to everybody there. Yep, so. Just shoot us a message. Um, other than that. Uh, I think it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it is definitely time to get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and and comment and like. Press all damn buttons. Makes our engagement numbers uh, look good. Yep, it looks Um, good. So uh, it helps us out, actually. It actually does help us out, and it makes us uh, feel good about uh, doing this on YouTube. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. I'm out of here. You guys do whatever it is you fucking do when you're not listening to us. Yep. Touch themselves. Most likely, actually. There are probably a large percentage of people who, after listening to this, are going to go into their rooms, close the door, open up a laptop, and just start jerking it. Whacking it, whacking it, whacking it, jerking so it. If, if you do jerk it while on the stream, I have one request. Please don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have given the, my, them the idea because now that's all it'll be. By the way, I, I'm jerking. I still off. have to show you some of the auto, some of the channel, not channels, uh, YouTube. Oh yeah, video we, streams we've been added to. Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's great. Is what you're what you mean to say? <laughs> You'll see. Just, just, right. just great. Have a good night and bye, bye. Oh my God, goat. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> uh...
It's so awkward. I know. I know that's why I like it because you don't. <laughs> I'm like, here to make you. It's like embarrassment humor. Huh? It's like embarrassment humor, cringe humor. Oh, I thought I thought you said it's like a it's like a bear. Do you do you know what day it is today, Piglet? The day we burned down the fucking planet. Ah, my favorite day, said Pooh. <laughs> anyway. As usual, we love you. We'll miss you. And beware, fuckzilla. Wrong. <laughs>